Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the People's Choice Podcast. And if you're here for the first time, welcome. Hope you truly enjoy the show as much as I am. Check out some past episodes also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. I'm all over the place, my peeps. And if this is your first time, like I said, you know, hope you enjoy this episode. I'm here with a very special guest here. I'm here with Adam Smith. Adam Smith is a wide, professional wide receiver for the Carolina Cobras. I'm so excited to have him and following his career a little bit. Uh, since really your days in college, because uh, actually I got a friend, uh, shout out to you, CJ, uh, you know, CJ Hobbs, he was on the, uh, you guys played together in, in uh, college, and we him went to high school together. Oh, yeah. I see you around um, just all over the field and stuff, man. I was like, man, this guy's going to be, you know, something serious one day, man. And I'm glad I'm right, <laughs> you know, so please welcome to the people with those I um, looking for. I've been looking forward to it for the past week. So thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk a little bit. Yeah, no problem. Like the honor is all mine, man. And you know, I always love to start off with my guests really from the beginning. So I knew you grew up in Moxville, North Carolina. So what was that like growing up there? <clears throat> yeah, Moxville. It's a small, small town uh, in Davie County, North Carolina. It's just the middle of nowhere. One high school, three middle schools. It's, it's about as small as it can get, really. Um, but Growing up there, everybody knew everybody. Um, everybody's family was from Davie County, from Moxville. So uh, you grew up just feeling like you were around family all the time. Um, and with that, you know, the small small counties, especially in the South, uh, football, basketball, and baseball, it's, that's life, um, especially football. So, I mean, I grew up with – I mean, my eyes were on sports all the dang time. Um, so that's – that's that can be a quick summary of what it was like growing up in Moxville. Um, just, I mean, the store, the the what you see in Friday Night Lights and whatnot, where it's close to the game, close to go to the game on Friday and things like that. That that's where I come from. So, um, been since I was five, four or five years old, wasn't allowed to play football, so I was a water boy for the team, and I just. Football, basketball, and track all day long for me. Sports all the day, all the time. Definitely, and you excelled in a lot of those. You definitely uh, did in your high school career. As I was following you up, and you really dominated in high school. And you was a quarterback you know, originally too. And you took your team to the state championship. You also played a little bit of defensive back as well, and you broke records there too, setting a, a fifteen hundred yards passing and one hundred and fifty and rushing. Man, what was your high school experience like? 
Yeah, it was good. Um, I, high school is where I really learned how to push through adversity. Um, I was just always small, um, never had the biggest arm talent, but I was usually fast. That was one thing I, I really had always. Um, but first two years, I was just a small kid. And my s- sophomore year was the first time I actually started in high school, and it was on JV. Um, played really well. Um, we won the conference champion, the conference JV championship, I guess. Um, so that kind of is where I started to feel like I started to go to another level a little bit, started to really excel mentally and physically. Um, junior year is where the adversity hit. Uh, I didn't start at quarterback my junior year. The year we went to the state championship, I, um, was our backup quarterback. And, uh, the first week, uh, all summer, our coaches were kind of talking to me like, hey, you want to try some DB? We could use you over there. And I was trying to put it off week after week, just wanted to be a quarterback. And um, things unfolded in week two, I think. Uh, we were playing West Rowan, who had the longest winning streak in the country at the time. Um, they had won three straight state championships, I believe. Um, something happened in the first quarter, and they threw me in at corner, and I started there ever since. Um and that really it showed me that I was able to go in there. It, it proved to me that I was able to go in and do something that was better for the team. Um, I wasn't happy about it at first. I wanted I mean, everybody wants to play quarterback. That's kind of like the the foot the thing everybody wants to do with football. So of course I used to be a lineman and I wanted to play quarterback, so he had to <laughs> my, my center my entire life, he wanted to be a quarterback so bad. We were like, maybe, maybe in a different world, but not here. Um, so, but, uh, I had, a, I had a really solid year at corner. Um, I was able to learn from some really good players around us or around me and the coaches were really good as well. Um, ended up, um, forcing three or four turnovers in the playoffs, um, really kind of came into myself and came into the system. Uh, and we went to the state championship. So that was a good time for me to start playing well. Um, and because of that, I had a nine, I don't know, 90-something, maybe 92-yard interception for a touchdown in the first round. Or, yeah, the first round. The second round, I had a 50-some-yard interception all the way down to the two. Um, And then the next week, I forced and recovered a fumble. Um, And the next two weeks, I played pretty solid, no turnovers. But, um, but yeah, so that really opened up the door for me to begin getting recruited. Um, went to camps that summer as a DB uh, for the most part because schools were looking at me in that respect. Um, I, again, I was a small guy. At that time, I was probably 5'9", 5'10", 150 pounds, but I could run like hell. <laughs> so I was going I, – I just wanted to play college football. I didn't really care where it was, didn't care – didn't completely care what position it was, but I still wanted to play quarterback. Uh, so once uh, – I had a lot of FCS interests and it was wait and see, wait and see. Um, and this was really before like the walk on the preferred walk on culture had really hit the scene um, in my head. I mean, and still to this day, if, if you're a, if you're a walk on it's because they didn't want you enough. So I didn't want to do that. Um, and my senior year came around, played both ways, um, was conference player of the year. We tied to win the conference again that year. Um, and like you said, I was the first quarterback in history to go 1,500 and 500. Mm-hmm. And that pissed me off because I was like 70 yards away from – or I think I think I was at like 19, 1,900 passing and like 
850 rushing. So I was really close to two, 2,000 and 1,000. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it was a good year. Um, and it, it kind of proved to me that, like, all of this work and all of this stuff I've had in my head has, like, finally come to fruition. And I think I'm pretty good at this game. So um, at the end of the year, teams are uh, – Division One schools are saying walk on. Division Two schools saying walk on. And um, Division Three schools were really breathing down my neck. And um, Guilford was the one that was that was pretty adamant that they wanted me to come in and play quarter or compete to play quarterback as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had. I was asking to ask you about um, Guilford. Like, oh, how'd you know Guilford was the school for you? Yeah, that was really it. Um, uh, there were a couple of Division Three schools in the area or in the com- in the same conference as Guilford that. Uh, they were pitching, hey, if you want to come in and try these positions, we really think you'd be good here or here. And I was like, ah, if I want to go play DB or receiver, I can just walk on somewhere. I want to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, we see how that worked out. I'm not a, not a quarterback anymore. But, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so that's really what made it a deciding factor for Guilford is they said, come compete at quarterback right now. We want a new guy starting. And uh, they stuck to it. They, we had a freshman starting the next year. It just, just wasn't me. So what was that like extremely frustrating though? Like when you know the coach made the official decision, like, "Hey, we're gonna go with the young guy and then switch you over to wide receiver." Like, did you kind of embrace it? Where like, okay, let me just try this position at wide receiver, or was it like, man, like, but you eventually like caught on and then just like, you know, I love it. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a process for me to adjust um, because all my life I had heard. You're too small to be a quarterback and this and this. So I've always been prepared. I mean, even going into college, people are like, you should just go play receiver. It's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to play. Any, I want to play quarterback. Um, and towards the end of camp, our offensive coordinator started to say, hey, we want to put a package in for you where you're kind of playing some running back and receiver, catching some screens and jet sweeps. And I started to be like, oh, crap, here we go. Um, but – at that point, I was like, I'm a freshman in college. Um, if they have – he said, we have a package for you on the on the play call sheet called 18. And it's like, it's just designed – this whole package of plays is designed to get you the ball. And I was like, there are, there's nobody else on this team that can say that they have that. So I tried to embrace it at that time. Um, and I, I didn't know what I was doing at all. I just was running as hard as I could. I could run faster than most people and catch the ball. So – um, I was able to embrace the fact that our offensive coordinator was a two-time All-American receiver um, at Guilford, so he was able to really coach me up. And we had a lot of guys that had played receiver for a long time beside of me that were able to help me out as well. Um, so it was an adjustment. I was a little uh, – I wasn't super happy about it to begin with, but when I started to see production and our offense succeeding um, – and everything kind of falling into place, especially with, I mean, we had a bunch of freshmen that year playing. Uh, so it just got better and better with time. And I realized that it was really what I should be doing, um, especially because our quarterback, Matt Plosky, he was a freaking animal. And I, I just wasn't as good as him. I was like, okay, I can't do what he's doing. Uh, there are some cool things I can do at quarterback, but playing like that, isn't it? That's not what I can do. Um, so I was able to fall into that role and embrace it. Um, because I was seeing success as a whole, as an individual, and then as a team as well. 
awesome, man. The ultimate team player, man, for real. And you actually dominated well, too, at the wide receiver position. My research on you, you were an All-American. You won multiple first-team awards, even breaking several of the team records and school records, even having uh, 18 touchdowns, man. That's that's amazing, man. So let me give you a back, man. <laughs> you know, it just goes to show, you know, because I – I used to uh, coach a little bit and, you know, I used to run into that with some players where like, you know, they don't want to switch positions or, you know, they're like, I have some people even switch schools, you know, where like, because they just don't like what the coach is saying, you know, yeah. but sometimes when you go in there with, you know, just, you know, all right, let me just try this out. And then, you know, sometimes it's out to be one of the best decisions ever, man. So that's, I applaud you for you know, being open to that too, for real. Yeah. And I think you make a good point. They're, they're, especially football guys. I mean, I see it all the time. High schoolers are transferring schools multiple times. Mm-hmm. If you're transferring this many times, maybe it's not the coaches. <laughs> There's one common denominator here, and it's you're unhappy with the coach every time. It just doesn't seem that realistic. So um, for any anybody going through position changes, and I, talk, I spoke with Guilford uh, during camp, this year and a guy asked me about a position change. Now I assumed that he was going through one as well, but based on how he asked, you just got to embrace it. I mean, do what you can do. And uh, usually the coaches are going to know better than the players. So they're doing it all for a reason, whether it's for the betterment of the player or the team. So mm-hmm. stick with it. 100% and for real. And what's some of the best advice that you've received as a student athlete and then also as a professional uh, wide receiver? That's a good one. Um, what I the, the first thing that came to mind, I don't know if this is my best answer, but the first thing that came to mind when I was, I think I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either freshman or sophomore, but I think it was a freshman because at this time I wasn't really doing much on the field. Mm-hmm. I I asked an upperclassman, um, I said, I, how do I play college football? I want to play college football. He was going to play a Division II school. Um, and I was like, what do I need to do? I, I want to play. I'm early, I know I'm like 13, 14 years old, but I want to play college football. What do I do? And he said, go talk to Coach Hilling, who's our head coach. He said, go tell him you want to play college football. Just, just do that. So a little freshman during – during lunch maybe or right after school after the football season was over i go and knock on the office door and i walk in sit down nervous as hell i'm like uh zach long told me to come talk to you he said okay i was like i want to play college football and we we talked for a minute in this and this and he said as long as you want to play because i told him i said i don't care where i play i just want to play college football i don't care where it is i don't care who it's for i just want to play and he was like, if you want to, if, if that's the way you look at it, you don't care who it's for, what it takes, where it is in the country, scholarship money, this or that. If you don't care about that, then you'll play college football. So I, I think that that made me recognize, like, you, it, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it made me look at it from that point on is like, as long as I can do my part and have the abilities the skill, speed, strength, all that stuff. My grades were all in line. As long as I can do my part, someone is going to let me play. Someone's going to let me play. Um, and that's been kind of the way I've tried to treat um, a little bit of my professional career. 
Um, it's just if I do my part, there's someone that's gonna there's someone that's gonna sign me at some point. And luckily, I've I've had some balls roll my way, and now I've somewhat got a name for myself in the arena game. So mm-hmm. um, again, I don't know if that's my best answer, but that's the first thing that came to mind when you asked. Hey, that's a that's a good one right there, man, for real. Because I mean, heck, I could remember my time playing uh, football as a freshman, and honestly, like. I always thought it'd be cool to play as like college ball, but I that wasn't like even as a freshman. Like I only know if I was <laughs> like man, if I even go talk to the coach about it because I'm just right. a little freshman and get out the way, you know. Like we'll, we'll handle you when you get to like you know the junior, you know junior year, senior year type stuff. But right. you, to do that, that was big, man, for real. You had such a great career at uh, at Guilford and just winning all those awards. And I wanted to ask you, though, like, what was your greatest moment as a college athlete? Um, it, it's probably between two. Um, first of all, I, I had so much fun playing at Guilford. Um, the, the brother – people always talk about brotherhoods with football mm-hmm. and just the bond that, that grew between the people that I was there with was insane. Um, the amount of trust that we had with each other. Um, we, I mean, we would be on the field and our quarterback, Matt, then it would be CJ, me, uh, Austin Thompson, Chad Christopher, Daniel Woodruff, like some, some cluster of those people at receiver. Um, we just like knew what he, what each other was thinking every play. We would step out there. We would see the defense. We would know what was going to happen. We would know who was going to get the ball just based on the coverage. We, so I loved my time at Guilford. It was phenomenal. Um, but the best two moments, um, one would be a team moment, and the, and the other would probably be an individual moment. A team moment would probably be our sophomore year, uh, the last game of the season, it was our senior day. Um, the seniors of that class were really the ones that tried that began the turnaround at Guilford. Um, and they were the ones who really stuck it through all the bull crap that had happened before us. And they made it to their senior year. And we were, um, we were five and four at that time. Previous year, we were five and five. Year before that, there were one and nine. Year before, it was zero oh and 10. So we like quickly started to, uh, just level up a little bit. Um, so their senior day, we were down uh, 20, 24 to zero at halftime. And we, yeah, you just come into the locker room deflated a little bit. And I don't really remember Coach Rusevich's halftime speech, but I do remember that it was really relaxed. Uh, I, I just – I don't remember exactly what he said. I guarantee he would be able to tell you, and other guys would, but I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me. Um, but it was relaxed and, like, let's go out here and do this. And everybody was, like, determined. It was a, it was a good halftime speech. We were ready to go. We kick it off to them. They score in, like, the first three or four plays. Like, long touchdown, 31-0. Like, God dang. May have been 31-7, actually. But either way. Um, we don't know. There's no other score until maybe uh, three minutes, four and a half minutes in the third quarter. So we've only got 19 minutes left in the game and we're down 31 seven. I think it was. Um, and then I catch a touchdown and then we just kind of start chipping away at them and we just start coming back. So with 19 minutes left, we're down four scores essentially. 
And, um, and Chad Christopher caught a touchdown. Nick Mirite caught a touchdown. I think we run one maybe. Uh, there's a play where it's fourth and one and we quarterback sneak it and one of their D linemen dives over top of our quarterback and slips off of them and our quarterback goes around the edge. Just like wild plays. Um, and then with uh, some less than 20 seconds, um, I catch a post for a touchdown to go up 35-31. And then um, they get the ball back and then a senior <clears throat> hits the quarterback. Uh, time expires and the ball just kind of flies out of his hands, goes like 15 yards down the field. We storm the field. Everybody goes nuts. It was just – it was like a, a – moment. <laughs> yeah, it was – it was the perfect way to send that senior class out. Um, so it's – that's def, that's my favorite team moment. Uh, we had a lot of great times – or great moments. We had better seasons than that. But doing that was – I'll never forget that day. Uh, beating Hamden City my senior year was a really good one too. Um, I hated them so much. Um, ended up coaching <laughs> two years, so that's weird. But um, individually, uh, homecoming my senior year, uh, we played against Averett, and their their head coach was Cleve Adams, and uh, he's actually Steph Curry's uncle. Um, and I knew I knew that before the game because one of my really good friends was actually dating Steph Curry's little sister. And he texted me and Daniel Woodruff, and he was like, y'all know Steph's coming to the game this weekend. And we were like, we heard that, but we didn't know if it was true. Mm -hmm. So uh, Steph Curry actually came to our homecoming game. Oh, and wow. um, I knew that I had the ability to break three school records that night. Um, all I needed to do was get two touchdowns and, like, a little over 100 yards, and I would break uh, – touchdown catch record, receiving yards record, and uh, career games with 100 yards. <clears throat> and, I mean, we just – we were clicking on all cylinders. We beat the hell out of them. Um, and had a really good night um, and ended up breaking all three records in front of Steph Curry. So, yeah. I said that was a pretty cool – that's a pretty cool memory to have, have a game like that in front of, I mean, one of the best basketball players in the world. So, yeah. Was you able to talk to him for a little? No, he uh, he left before it was over. He had his whole clique with him, circled around him. So, yeah. I know a few people got pictures, but he left before the game was over, unfortunately. Hey, but that's that's still a really cool moment. You, yeah. you know, breaking the records and then Stephen Curry's in the crowd seeing that. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I wanted to um, ask you, like, you know, after college and very successful college career, then you went on to uh, play in the Arena League. And you played for the Cape for Heroes, which I actually attended a, a couple of them games back when they were at the uh, the Crown and stuff. Yeah. Was it a really big adjustment for you to, to transition from, you know, traditional college or just traditional football to then go into the arena league? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I, I I just thought it was playing football but smaller, and it was not. It's not that at all. Um, I knew it was going to be faster, um, but I was. Um, when I signed my first contract with I actually signed my first contract with the Columbus Lions who are in the in with the Cobras um, signed with them when I was coaching receivers at Hamden Sydney and um, I wasn't really I dealt with some crappy injuries and surgeries and weird up and down things um, but I still was pretty confident going in um, 
And I quickly realized that one, I can play with these guys talent wise, but two, they know the game a lot better than I do. Um, it was the spacing was different. I, when I would turn around for a route, I'm used to it being here, but now it's back here. So seeing the ball was different. Um, so for the first like three days of training camp, I was not catching the ball very well because I wasn't used to seeing it from that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the motions, like the high motion coming out from 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I had to adjust to how I had to learn how to run routes out of that because it's not normal. You don't run routes the same um, in the arena that you do outdoors. Um, So I ended up getting released um, maybe four days into camp uh, and they had a, they had a stacked receiving room. So it didn't bug me too much. Um, And then I went and I got with the triangle torch, which was in Raleigh, North Carolina um, and I learned a lot that year. Um, organization was crap. We folded maybe halfway into the season. Um, I didn't travel or I didn't dress the first two games, I think, um, just because, I mean, I was basically still a rookie, wasn't, didn't know the game that well. But um, then I came and played my first game, scored a couple of times and was like, started to figure the game out a little bit, started to pr- be at practice every day and learning every day. Um, so that was my big learning year. That's where I started to understand uh, how to stem my routes, how to look at defense, how to read the defense, how to, um, how to adjust my routes, how to, just how to play this game. Um, I played outdoor so long, played quarterback, and I was like, I, I know everything there is to know. Um, and obviously that wasn't true, but, um, when I went into arena, I didn't, I didn't know anything. So that was the year with the triangle tours that I really started to figure the game out. Um, Cave fear is really, that was kind of like my coming out party of pro football where I was able to play every dang snap. I was able to be the number one guy for the most part. Um, and I was able to, I was able to learn by fire. Essentially I was able to go in there and compete with some pretty good players and with a good quarterback and with good teammates and a great coach. So um, it, it, I would say it took me, um, it took me two whole years to really figure it out and to adjust to the arena game completely. Um, and now I'm able to kind of, I can do both in the off season. I train just in case I get an outdoor opportunity with uh, CFL, USFL or XFL. Um, but I'm able to, switch back and forth and at the end of my session I do some high motion routes or um, I'll do arena stuff at first and uh, outdoor stuff after so now I've gotten to the point where the these routes are easier because of this and I can play off of both but man it, it took some time it was not easy yeah I guess from when my time watching it I was like I used to go to the Cape Fear uh, games quite often uh, with a couple of my buddies, and yeah, I mean, you're running from the back, you know, the line of scrimmage and just the motions, and it's like, man, like, I know that'd be a big adjustment, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, learning it, and then on top of that, mastering it, so we're doing, you know, extremely well. Um, that's good that you, you know, you was able to get that, and and seeing the player chart now, and speaking of other opportunities, I did see on your uh, Twitter pictures that you had in the uh, XFL uh, shirts, what was that like, uh, trying out for them? 
Yeah, it was cool. Um, so I've actually been lucky enough to get private workouts with uh, the DC Defenders for the past two XFL showings, I guess, um, mm-hmm. before COVID when XFL 2.0 came about. Um, the day before the draft, um, I didn't do any of the showcases because I was in season with Kate Fear. Um, but I had, I had been linked up with their special teams coordinator over the offseason, and um, he brought their – my film to their head coach and they brought me in for a private workout the day before the draft. Um, they liked me a lot. Um, I, you know, the numbers just don't work out sometimes and, um, and their season ended a little early due to COVID. And then um, this time around uh, I got lucky again. I mean, you got, I have a couple of connections and um, I was on there. I was on their short list. And when all it took was that extra person to call and say, check Adam out and I got a call two days before their private workout again. Um, and they asked me to come in for the private workout. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It's cool to see um, how many guys that you run into over and over again, the things, whether it's CFL workouts or an XFL showcase um, or just playing arena ball against them. You, you find yourself running into like a group of like 10 guys and, um, so it's cool to just be able to network and be able to compete and kind of see where you stack up. And at the end of the day, um, I've got a contract. I'm playing. I, I know I'll be playing professional football in the spring. So my goal when I do those things is I, I'm just going to go have fun, learn and compete. And no matter what happens, as long as I come out healthy and having fun, it was a good day. Exactly. Uh, that's that's so, what it's all about, man. Right. Yeah, because I saw um, the post um, that you signed or the, the re-signed you, the uh, Carolina Cobras. And what's it been like playing for them? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I mean, just the fact that it's in Greensboro, it's kind of like a perfect situation because it's like my second home. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the past few years, I was living in Raleigh. So it was just an hour drive. I didn't have to, I didn't have to relocate. I didn't have to quit my job, um, anything like that. So it's been perfect. Um, and just, I mean, you kind of get like a, a home crowd feel because some people kind of knew me from Guilford. Some people knew me from Moxville, crazy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I mean, I've been there for two years and that's, I mean, that's my home in, in arena football. So it's been really cool. The fans are great. Uh, ownership is phenomenal. Uh, coach Fuller uh, just got promoted to head coach. Uh, he's freaking top notch. He's the best you're going to get in arena for score, produce, just be better. Um, so that's kind of what I've leaned on for the past few years. Um, is that same, same man? That's a good one, man. I really, I really uh, love that model. You know, just keep buckets. You know, just keep it going, man. Keep it going. Yeah, love it. And another um, staple question I love to ask too, just a, a nice little fun one is hidden talents. So I love to ask, what's a hidden talent that either your friends, family, or even fans may not know that you have? Man, that's that's a good one actually. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't. Again, I, I might just be halfway answering all your questions, but. <laughs> I know that one always, normally throws people off and then they'll hit yeah. you with the I'm a good cook. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I've gotten better at cooking, but no, that's that's definitely not my hidden talent. Uh, um, I think I'm a really good. So I, I mean, I I told you before we got on here that uh, I'm a high school teacher. I teach business, um, and I, I think I'm a really freaking good teacher. I really do. Um, I think I relate to the kids well. I think I know how to do all. I, I think I do that very well. So maybe that's my hidden talent specifically that my uh, like my athletic career followers. Uh, may not know about me is um, outside of the football world. I'm Mr. Smith or Coach Smith. So uh, again, I don't know if that's a talent, but I think I'm really freaking good at it. Hey, that, that is definitely a talent. You know, balancing out a pro career and um, you know teaching, man. Right. I, I know if he was my teacher, man, I would like literally just ask you questions constantly, <laughs> like like how do you do it? What's it like? You know, like man, because. That that is an amazing uh, hidden talent for those who don't know. Because man, yeah, that's that's crazy. It takes a lot, you know, to do that, to yeah. do both, and succeed in both. You know, to, yeah. Man. No, it definitely does. But I mean, I I enjoy it. So I enjoy be trying to make an impact and help people and just be there for people. I mean, um, I'm I'm not really into the great. I'm not into great grades and all sorts of assignments. I just want to make an impact and help them learn. That's about it. That's, man, that's what it's about, man, for real. Yeah. And I just got a couple more questions here. Uh, where can all my peeps, the so audience and new audience, find you on uh, social media to follow your career or keep up with you? Yeah, all of my social medias are Adam Smith 7 so A-D-A-M-S-M-I-F-F-7. All of the normal Adam Smiths were taken because it's a pretty common name. <laughs> Uh, I love it. <laughs> and on Facebook is it's just Adam Smith. Um, I don't know really how I can be found outside of that, but Adam Smith, and it's probably a football profile picture. So Definitely. I'll make sure I put it in the uh, video in in the uh, description with all your sure. links. So Adam, thank you again for being on the People's Choice Podcast. My last question, I love to ask to uh, just how the world has been, you know, these last uh, couple of years with COVID and just everything going on that I really love to hit home is gratitude. You know, that's why I wear this heartbreak chain here, you know, because went through a lot of different heartbreaks through these crazy times. But, you know, I call it the heartbreak warrior. Just keep it going. <laughs> you know, just keep it going. But uh, what are three things that you are grateful for in your life that just keeps you grounded, keeps you motivated? Um, and it can be more than three if it, if it is more. <laughs> I just, that's yeah, a short sure. number. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Um, I'm thankful to have an entire family that supports um, me chasing what I want to do. So whether it is my wife being cool with me being tomorrow, I'm going to wake up at four 30 to go train, to go work out. And then mm-hmm. uh, sh- I'm going to get out of work at three o'clock and then I'm going to go run routes at from about eight to 10 or 10 30. And, sh- and the only time I'll be home tomorrow, she'll be in class. So doing her PhD stuff. So whether it's my wife being a pre or my wife being supportive over, all of my football stuff or my maniacal training habits um, or my parents supporting the fact that my wife and I are chasing new things and made a move to Maryland. Um, just pe- people that support what I want to do um, and believe in me in doing those things. So that's definitely one. Um, 
I'm thankful for hmm, trying to categorize things because there are a lot. You know, I said this once we at Guilford, we had like themed questions every Friday. I think we'd have like a big team meeting and a theme. And one of the questions was, what are you thankful for? Um, and my answer that day was, I'm thankful for my nephew. Um, I, have, I have multiple nephews. I have multiple nieces. Um, but I, my nephew, Thomas, he was my junior best man in my wedding. Uh, he was born when I was um, going into my freshman year of high school. Um, and he lived in the same house with me. My sister had him when she was young. So I was able to grow up. He was grown. He grew up with me in the house and um, I was able to be around him all the time. And I'm thankful that he can give me perspective on life. Um, just being able to see him grow up and see just things that he goes through, things that he thinks about. Um, it gives me perspective as to um, just what life is like. Uh, maybe things that I see similar um, in, in my childhood from him where it's like, man, I've come from there. Or I can look at him and maybe just give him something else to look at, give him something to look up to. Um, so I'm really thankful for him. Um, uh, and that's, I guess that seems showing favoritism over other nieces and nephews, but he's just the one that, I, that grew up with me. Um, so I'm thankful for him. Um, and I'm okay. Last one. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for where I came from and not just Moxville, North Carolina, but Moxville, Guilford, then just everywhere I've been. Uh, I'm really thankful for those experiences of where I come from. Um, coming from a small town, it makes me appreciative of those little things. Um, I appreciate Guilford for everything that it taught me. So I'm thankful for um, basically every place and what it's taught me and what it, how it's kind of culminated into being who I am. Um, so, yeah, I think that those are my main things. Um, thankful for really supportive family, uh, wife, parents, siblings, nieces, nephews. Um, thankful specifically for my man, Thomas. Um, uh, just for giving me perspective on life and then thankful for where I came from and what pieces it gave to my life. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you again, Adam, for being a part of the People's Choice Podcast family. Much success for you and your career as a teacher and also for the 2023 season with the Cobras. Hope you guys bring home that championship. And once again, thank you for taking the time out your day to talk with me, go over your career and, you know, just really open up, you know, to this. I don't know if it's your first uh, podcast interview, but, you know, I'm real appreciative of you, man, for real. Yeah, no, it is my first one. So, but yeah, I, I do. I thank you so much. I really had fun. I uh, hope we can do it again after maybe a championship win or something like that. Definitely, man. Just let me know. You're more than welcome back on the show. Adam Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. You have a great night, Adam. Yes, sir. You too, Adam. All right, brother.